This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us for the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we have a great subject matter this week, which is about children and public education. So Michael, here's our question for today. Should I send my kids to a public school? I've had this conversation, had this question thrown at me multiple, multiple times. How about you? Gosh, all the time. Thankfully, the tenor of the discussion has changed over the past, I would say, 10 years. Uh, Probably about 10, 15 years ago, at least in the evangelical circles, uh, homeschoolers were very isolated. They they had a reputation of being very judgmental. Uh, Private schooling was only seemingly for some elite kids. Public Mm -hmm. school was the default for most people. And, and honestly, 10 or 15 years ago, even five years ago, the the discussion was in a very different place. Um, we're dealing with a, a gender and sexual revolution that is infiltrating every mm-hmm. single part of, of society that government runs, at least. So it, it's, a, it's a new discussion. I think the questions need to be re-asked in yeah. light of some of these emerging things. And so you have a couple of big options. You can do homeschooling, and there are different ways to do homeschooling. Yes. So, for example, what our audience may not know is um, most people who homeschool, they do a few days a week at home, and they have what's called a co-op, co-op. where they go to different um, churches or places where they teach different subjects that maybe the parents aren't equipped to do. They mm-hmm. build community. Uh, even some kids do cooperatives at schools in the area. So they might go to a private school for two classes a day, and then they can play sports at that school. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of different cooperatives that you're able to do. Typically, it's the private schools that do cooperatives with homeschool kids. Uh, I haven't really heard of any public ones, but they might be there. And so uh, homeschooling would be one option there. And homeschooling, again, has actually grown exponentially. Mm -hmm. And what we find in Europe, especially in places like Germany, it's becoming illegal because the government wants centralized control over the education and indoctrination of kids, which I understand if you want more control and power, that's that's absolutely a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nazi Germany did a great job with that. So you can tell my opinions on that. (laughs) So the second option. The second option would be public school, which is the the default. And so government, uh, you and I and everybody who pays taxes, we pay for public school. That's right. And it is run by the government. It is uh, all the doctrine. It comes from the government. Now, there are local governments that have a huge amount of say in what does and does not happen. Mm-hmm. But depending on where you're at, uh, public education can be really amazing or really ethically scary. Yes. And so the more you get into inner city communities or liberal, liberal suburbs, there's, it's kind of a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't quite know what's happening. There seems to be an increasingly very strong anti-American sentiment, um, pro-globalism, uh, very narrow views on sexuality, on gender, uh, very just fluid discussions, anti-parent parental authority is an Mm -hmm. increasing value amongst public education, where even in some public schools recently we find is that schools are not legally required or expected to tell parents about any conversations and training they're having on Mm -hmm. gender and sexual training. So uh, kindergartners, first graders, second graders are being trained and taught, and the parents are never told about this, nor are they required to get permission. In fact, in some schools, they're encouraged not to get permission because it's not the parent's business. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really, there's all these interesting views you got to take into consideration. The most important part of public education is where do I live? Right. What is my district? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll say teach and permit. What is the trajectory it's going on? Those right. are some big questions. So the third option, it's private school. And private school 
is broad. It could be Catholic. It could be Protestant. It could be uh, just a secular private education. Sure. It could be college preparatory education. And a, lot, and a lot of times, Latin school. The yeah, list goes on. Yeah, and on. a lot of times, evangelical Christians hear private school, they immediately think an evangelical Christian, which is school. I grew up in private education, and but, I never but, went to a, a yeah, but it's not necessarily true. Evangelical school. I grew up in Catholic school, which in Detroit, where I grew up, they literally had the best education. In fact, the at the time, the evangelical Christian schools did not have excellent education. Right. It wasn't bad. It was better than the public schools probably, but it wasn't excellent. And right now, we're, from where we're sitting, a very short distance from here, we have a very, very high caliber private school that is non-religious any uh, shape or form uh, in the community that I live in. So mm. it's private, but mm -hmm. it is not religious. It's an excellent school. And oftentimes when very you get to expensive. the private schools— uh, yeah, we we work with them on the on the floral side, and yeah. they're they're an excellent education system, and very ex incredibly expensive. And at the same time, often there aren't the same kind of politics in Correct. private education. Mm -hmm. There's a high value for the parents' authority, and I'll tell you why: because the parents are paying the paying, money. Paying the money. And in the public school system, the government is the authority, so the parental value is not that high. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's just kind of some of the realities. And what I would say for the for the homeschool, public, and private. Homeschooling, it, it requires a certain way of living mm -hmm. that a lot of people are not prepared to do. So you need somebody at home with the kids. Right. You need somebody disciplined, equipped to train them. You need somebody with time. You need external resources yes. and accountability that's going to help you do these things. It also depends on, on your kids. Some kids are really self-led. Uh, if I would have been homeschooled, I, this might be narcissistic or something. I would have graduated by seventh grade. I mean, I would have just done everything I could to finish mm -hmm. everything I could have to be yep. done as soon as I could. I like, I mean, I remember I was in second grade and two months into the year, we had a math book. I finished the entire year's math book. So they gave me the second one. I finished that by Christmas and they put me in third grade I math. I see that in you. And I was just like, well. But I'd also yeah. see the other side, which you are such an extrovert without those outside resources and, and the interaction with other students and kids mm -hmm. and teachers. I don't know if you would have thrived in that. Well, the reason I did it is because I figured I could finish this book in one to two months and I would have the entire year of just talking and hanging out and doing playing. whatever I wanted and playing. <laughs> like I was counting the long-term cost uh -huh. in that. I did not anticipate on them giving me another book. Yeah. And when they gave me another book, I was like, well, forget it, I'll finish that one. And I thought I would have the whole semester. I did not anticipate them moving me into the third grade math. The third book, yeah. And I was like, all right. And so going through elementary school, I was always in fourth grade math when I was in third grade, whatever. Uh -huh. But for me, like, like that that system could have worked. I don't like lecturing. I don't like I like being self-led in my learning. You know, I like choosing what I want to listen to and what I don't. I like I like knowing the outcomes that you want mm -hmm, to test me mm -hmm. on and doing the least amount of work to give you your outcomes. <laughs> yeah. But that's me. Uh, I've got three kids, and I'm not sure public private school would work for two out of the three of them. Not from any problem of their own. I just I just don't know that that would be helpful. Yeah. Um, private school, it really comes down to money. Yeah, because it is expensive. It is. And financial aid will only get you so far. Yeah. And that is real. Let's just talk a little bit about the various options that, that parents have. What does it look like for parents? And what were the options in biblical times? Because they had biblical options in the Old Testament and New Testament. Centralized Testament. education is a is a Judeo-Christian yes. development. Public schools yeah. historically have been instituted by the Judeo-Christian ethic. It was introduced in Europe, but is brought over to the U.S. Yeah, there's always been training 
for kids. Like in the Jewish culture, you're going to get training from families. Yes. That's primarily because their their goal was to do what their father did to raise the farm mm-hmm. to do their job. Like it was it was just a different way of work and, and purpose and all that kind of stuff. And then you did have in the in the higher classes of Greco-Roman go. society for sure. You had um, education for kids, and, and their education um, developed in them what they wanted. Uh, to accomplish, mm-hmm. which is so anyways, like each culture had its own values and they developed certain kinds of kids. So my point is that like there was always access, but there was never universal access. Everybody mm-hmm. in America has to go to school. And, and it is a requirement. In the history, it was the rich person's you know option. So I think one of the big questions that we get is, is one of them ethical or mm-hmm. unethical? Unethical. And what I would say to some people, homeschooling for some people is unethical because you're not a good parent. Yeah. Or, or not a good teacher. Either or. Like... Like, honestly, there's some parents that should not stay home all day with their kids. Like, it's not a good, Mm -hmm. like, they're just going to be hurting their kids. They won't get them the education they need. Their kids will come out behind. Like, it's just not good for their children. Correct. And there are some people who it's unethical for them to send them to private school because for them to go into debt or to spend that kind of money, it is not okay. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that it's unethical for them to send their kids to public school because they know that what will happen to their kids, Mm -hmm. their kids are going to be indoctrinated in things that God is just so grieved over. And maybe their kids don't have high discernment. And this is where I look back at people and I say, I have no actual judgment mm-hmm. for anybody on this issue. Right. Where we live right now is more on the conservative side. I get there are some liberal trajectories that are mm-hmm. like hard, but in terms of like biblical principles and whatnot, um, I get that. I see that. That's concerning for me. But right now in the elementary side of things, especially, it does not seem to be pushing these crazy yeah. boundaries. Although I do fear we're getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to watch those. But even then, I don't have a high amount of judgment because I need to trust these parents to know their kids and to make a decision that can work for them. And there are some families where they don't have the money to send them to private right. school and they don't have the ability to send them to um, home, to do homeschooling. And public school is their only option. And I, again, would look at them and say, I have no judgment for you, but you need to be mm-hmm. hyper-invested and involved so you can protect your children. When I've been asked this question, I, I basically say, hey, I've got three principles for you. Principle number one, know your own child. Mm-hmm. Know your child. Is a homeschooling environment best for them? Is a public school environment best for them? Is a private school environment best for them? Be a student of your child and know that. So that's the first principle. The second principle is be aware of your own um, limitations. Can you financially support uh, or send uh, your student to a private uh, school? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, can you do that? Also, if you decide you're going to homeschool, can you financially afford to stay at home uh, or one of the parents to stay at home and invest in their in their child, in their education, and miss the second income that most Americans by necessity have to have? Yep, so sure. know your financial means, know your limitations. And the third is know that no matter what decision you make as a parent, you have the biblical responsibility to be invested in your student's education, in your child's education. So if you're homeschooling, that that kind of is a natural. You've got to be invested if you're homeschooling them. In a private school, I've seen a lot of parents, they, they relinquish the responsibility of the education of their child to the private school, and they say, I am paying good money for you to educate my student, my child. Or... Uh, you see the same thing in public school. And public school has actually taken the opposite approach. We are the experts. We don't need the parents' influence. Regardless of what choice you make as a parent, 
be invested in your education. Get involved in the PTA or P POA or whatever or PTSD, be, or whatever or. that is, whatever <laughs> those terms are at your school. Be invested in the parent-teacher relationship. Be very aware and know your students' teacher and principal and other uh, people that are involved in the education. Get involved. Don't be a, a, a bystander and don't do what public school has so. Uh, strongly advocated is uh, we don't need the parent. You lay off. It's ridiculous. So you got to live by those three principles. And having taught in a Christian school or a private school myself, mm. and now my wife is now teaching and has for the last 12 years taught in a public school, we've seen the gamut. We've seen both extremes. We've seen the judgment from Christian parents about you're a bad parent if you don't homeschool. You're a bad parent if you don't private you've seen school. It all. If you're a bad parent if you don't send them to a public school because here's the grind on that one. Well, how is your child ever going to evangelize mm -hmm. if they're going to a Christian school or a homeschool? You got to send them to public school so they can evangelize. I've seen all three judgments from mm -hmm. Christians. All of them are unfair. Yep. And you as a parent, you have to be responsible to God. You have to be responsible to your student uh, on your own. And you've got to make the choice, which is best for them. Yep. It's a hard discussion. And uh, I think the big picture from you and me is uh, we want to decentralize authority to moms and dads who have ultimate responsibility for their children, not the government. That's right. And the reality is that some decisions aren't easy. There's what you would love to do. God has allotted to each family a measure of finances. And on Wednesday, when my wife and Susan are here in the studio, we'll talk a little bit about um, some of the ways that we as a family have gone about sending our kids right. to private education and some of the sacrifices that we've had to hey, make to, to do make that. Sacrifice. So we can talk about that. And then I think there's just a whole bunch of other discussions. Uh, one of the questions we're going to ask, and this is going to be the big one, is where is the line? Mm -hmm. And I really want to spend some time empathizing with each of these and, and then helping um, our listeners understand what is happening in the private education and the public education and in the homeschool education. What are some trajectories and pitfalls and how do we engage other people? And it's just going to be a helpful, I think, discussion. And uh, what do we do to make this thing better? Yeah. So uh, really looking forward to that. And uh, Tim, uh, we on Friday, we're going to be talking about transgender Transgender kids. in the elementary school. Yep. How should My I? kids experience that in the high school, yep. not in the public high school, but not at the elementary level. Interesting. Yep. And so that these are weird discussions that are coming up, but for some people, they're very normal. There's mm -hmm. a bigger agenda and we want to be aware of it. And so listeners, I want to invite you to come back. Really Please excited do. about it. And Tim, you feeling good today? Feeling good. Awesome. See you guys later. A podcast, Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. <laughs> Open my mouth and yeah. cough at the same time. <laughs> Tim just puked on the table. Yeah. It's not ideal. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry, Dan. Got to that one word and it just, yeah. the cough and the words yeah. came out I, I at the same time. I think the word is Michael. He's like, oh, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs>